Welcome in to another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Casty. Rob, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, another wonderful day of profiting off my own name and likeness. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, actually, you cannot profit uh, uh, from your own name and no, likeness. No, I, think I can profit from it, but also Yahoo can profit from it. No, no. You better read that contract again. They own you. They own our name and likeness. So are they going to know if I hold a – I mean, uh, I guess you're right. They do own me. It's over. They own you. Sorry. Uh, they could put you up on a billboard with what, with your face. Well, yeah, I understand that, want. but I can put myself up on a billboard too. No. I, can, I mean, they won't stop me from getting that profit. It just means they can also use me to profit, yeah. not that anybody would ever pay money to see anything that I've ever done. You better read that contract because I also we get illegal. So you tell me right now if I buy a billboard on I ninety five with my face on it that says Rob Cassidy's birthday bash or something, uh, donate thirty dollars to be invited. That Yahoo's going to come and shut it down and take all the money. I guess it depends on who you ask, but yeah, you can't have like you couldn't do a, you couldn't have a skincare promo code. Oh, got bad news then. I already got one. You know what about my <laughs> what about my liquid death water sponsorship? <laughs> How about your bikini line? <laughs> Um, <laughs> or like or those fitness bands at the gym. That's one of the new uh, things I've been seeing. Got my own. also a lot of uh, a lot of like uh, yoga pants, right? Oh yeah, yeah, gym shark type things. Uh, yeah, everyone's got their own. These are so much better than Lululemon. It's like eh, they're probably not. <laughs> if, I, if I had to guess. So use anyway, code, use code InstaThought at checkout. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but boy, by the way, since I've started uh, the Oreo Fest account, we got to discuss about a whole new genre that's out there of junk food uh, aficionados. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm really excited for that, by the way. All right. So uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, we got a huge week. We did not do a recap show this week because last week was boring. So uh, this week we're jumping right into it. You went, Rob, you had a great week last week, 11 and 6. Uh, how about you, that? That's a bounce you, back week. All right, get you back above five hundred at thirty six, thirty four, and two. I went seven and ten with some some bad beats, uh, and I am now thirty four, thirty six, and two. So you got a two game lead on me after last week. So oh, we're neck and neck here. All right, so let's get into the picks this week. Friday night, UCF traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, UCF a four point favorite on the road. Lackford has been talking. Some reason Lackford roots for Cincinnati. Like he's not a fan, but he loves talking to to me about them. I don't know why. Uh, and he thinks they're going to win. UCF is a favorite going on the road. I'm taking UCF to win and cover. What's the what's the spread? Four. Give me the Bearcats. These weird road games at night on Thursdays or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel great about it. I don't think UCF's looked as good as they have traditionally. I'll take I'll take the Bearcats. Yeah, you know, UCF with a freshman quarterback, they're going to take their lumps this year. This is obviously not going to be an undefeated year. They already lost. I think they lose a couple games. This could be one of them, but um, I don't know. I, I just don't think Cincinnati's offense has looked that great uh, in the games I've watched. So, How about so Cincinnati's Twitter account put out a joke that they painted the field black? It put eyes on it, and the Miami Herald picked it up and ran with it, and okay. it's still on the website. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. I don't understand. The only thing that identifies it as a joke is like one story on a TV website. No, it's I, definitely a stupid joke. But I mean, you think they? Yeah, but I mean, I, you think they would have noticed by now and taken the story down, right? Somebody would have alerted the Miami Herald that they've written a fake story. 
Right, but I mean, it's not like it's April. At what point? So we just make stuff up now. Like the, the I understand it looks like I saw it, and I was like, well, first of all, it's you're not allowed to have like schools aren't allowed to have those colored fields anymore. Uh, Boise has like a exception, but FBS schools can't do that. Number one, number two, I just feel like at some point they're like, oh, it's obviously a joke. It's like, is it? I don't know if it's that obvious. If you're just Especially if you're scrolling through Twitter and you see the official account say this is what no, I, I got feel- fooled. I got fooled by it at first. I texted it to one of my friends and was like, "This is awesome." And that's the reason I knew it was a joke is because one of my buddies was like, "You're an idiot." Right, but so so at some point Cincinnati's got to come out and say, "Hey, got you." Not like there's one story on a TV website in Cincinnati saying, "Oh, this was a joke." I mean, I, I just think that, you know what? I, that's why I'm picking against Cincinnati. So you're maybe not- Jeremy Pruitt will come out and say him telling the cop to do his civic duty was a joke. <laughs> we can That's talk about that. Yeah. We can talk about that later. So I'm taking the nights. Uh, of course, Friday night at eight o'clock. So I won't see any of this game. Um, I will see it all. I will be covering a game on Thursday night between Booker T. Washington and Trinity here at Miami, and uh, I will have Friday night free. Make sure you take lots and lots of pictures out there, Rob. Yeah, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Saturday more. Saturday at noon. Utah State traveling to LSU. Now that dark horse Heisman candidate uh, Derek King is out. Dark Horse Heisman candidate number two, Jordan Love. First-round pick, a lot of first-round buzz. Uh, traveling to LSU, 27 and a half points. The uh, – what is it? Utah State? Aggies. Aggies. Um, Give me the Aggies. Yeah, I also like the Aggies because that's a big number. I think LSU has a big game next week. So I, I worry a little bit about the look-ahead thing. I'm really – I'll tell you what I really like about this game. The over-under – is six? Uh, excuse me. No, never mind. Seventy-two. I was looking at the wrong number. I still might like it um, because I do think Utah State's going to be able to move the ball, and it's a big game for old Jordan Love's uh, draft stock. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, next up, Oklahoma traveling to Kansas. Kansas, a thirty-two point underdog at home. And guess what? Give me the Jayhawks. I I'm sorry. Last year, Puka Williams gave Oklahoma all types of problems. I, I still think Oklahoma blows them out, but this might be like a backdoor cover situation. But I, I'm taking Kansas plus 32. Nah, 52 to 10. Give me the Sooners. Oh, boy. No no love for Puka, huh? Well, you know, if Puka was on a team with an offensive line, yeah, I mean, he's a great player. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's, it's tough sledding there in Lawrence right now, man. Yeah, imagine if uh... – Imagine if Puka actually played uh, for someone that was good. He'd probably be a pretty big star. Yeah. I, what led him to Kansas again? How did this happen? Uh, well, they have that coach. Uh, oh, have, yeah. It's like the offensive line coach or something has got ties to. Yeah. He used to be a high school coach in New Orleans, and he get all right. kinds of players out of That's New Orleans. That's how they got Harris, too, right? How's he doing? He's doing good, too, man. I mean, and, and Mike Lee also doing very good. Puka. Kind of like uh, Khalil Herbert has been their number one back this year. He's out for this game. I think he's also from New Orleans. If uh, Oh, no, he's from Florida. I don't remember him. Khalil, I remember him. Khalil Herbert, you remember him? Yeah. What was he, a two-star? Probably, if you ranked him. Let me, let me, I'm actually, might have been. Let me see. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, people are going to be like, tweeting at you about how he should have been higher. He, oh, he went to American Heritage. Heritage, Yep. One of the Herbert uh, family. Yeah, he was a 5.4. So, um, 
Way to go, Rob. Very I can't good. wait to tweet at you when he's in the NFL. Well, hold on. What's he going to go to the NFL? He's not going to the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they've kind of been splitting carries. Puka hasn't been like the uh, the home run threat he was last year so far. But I expect him to uh, come into his own this week. And I, I, I'm still dubious. I, I'm, I know Oklahoma looks great. I'm just a, I'm just a little dubious. That's all. That's a little... I, I'm, you know, Jalen Hurts' whole like gimmick of working out after games and just randomly having a camera there. <laughs> I knew there had to be something. I mean, first of all, <laughs> that's made you bad enough to be dubious. First of all, Jalen Hurts slamming a twenty-pound medicine ball back and forth. It's like, oh my god, he's going crazy. It's like, well, how about you pick up the forty-pound ball, okay, Jalen? <laughs> You're a year away from being a professional athlete, buddy. You step it up, right? I mean, geez, I, I see, I see, uh, I see housewives in my gym throwing the forty around every morning. So I'm supposed to be impressed by that. I, I just think his his gimmick's getting to be a little bit much. And like, oh, I'm so serious. It's like, okay, I mean, come on now. So uh, you know how that stuff gets under my skin. So oh, do I ever? Anyway, next up, Kent State. Traveling to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, a 36-point favorite. I'm going to take Wisconsin here. They should have easily covered last week, but their offense looked terrible. I, I, I'm a little bit – I'm starting to get nervous about them, but Kent State is, is very bad, as we know. So uh, I think Wisconsin covers, even though it's a huge number. Yeah, I'm riding with you here. Kent State is terrible. Although I do like the coaching staff there, and I think they'll get it figured out. Um, this is not the year. Yeah, they definitely got. They're two and two, so they're gonna two dubs for them. Uh, Purdue traveling to Penn State. Boy, Purdue, tough year for them. Their quarterback is out. Uh, Rondell Moore got hurt last week. He's out for an extended period of time. Do we know if he is that a season-ending thing? Well, uh, I don't think it's been publicly reported say. what the injury was, but I believe it's like a hamstring based on sources close to the situation. Uh, so I think he's going to be out for extended period, six, six to eight weeks or something like that. All right. What's the line again? 27.5. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Purdue to cover because I, I as much as much as I know that I know that uh, James Franklin loves to, to run up to score, Purdue, Purdue has shown that they can score uh, on, on anybody. So I think it's probably going to be like a 35 to 13 situation or something like that. Give me the Nittany Lions. I'll take Franklin. I, I think that you know he, he needs to take every chance he can to run up the score. I think <laughs> that's what I love. He doesn't hesitate to run up the score. That's for sure. One of my favorite things about him. Now, this is an interesting one. Iowa traveling to Michigan. Michigan's favored by three and a half. Uh, I, so Vegas is basically saying these two teams are even? Well, Michigan better win or else there's going to start. I mean, there's going to be some – you know, people love to talk about Jim Harbaugh as it is. <laughs> they lose this one. I, I don't know. I'm taking Iowa, man. I'm taking Iowa outright. I'm sorry. Yeah, I. I've read about is Michigan toying with the idea of starting Milton, Joe Milton. No, I don't know what's going on. Coach Coach Brown is, you know, tweet. Yeah, I saw tweets from him about Milton this see, week. I'm like, what are we tweeting about Joe Milton? Did for? you see? I tr- I trolled him a little bit. I don't know if he responded to me. No, I didn't see it. But, you know, as long as Shea Patterson's the quarterback at Michigan, I'll take Iowa. Please. Let's see if Coach Brown responded to me. Uh, no, he did not. He tweeted, breaking news. <laughs> Joe Milton has a strong arm. Lavert Hill doesn't want to try to catch his throws, and Nico Collins often off lobbies for Joe to put a little touch on it. 
funny stuff from those guys on just how hard Milton can throw. Uh, you know, maybe he should he should start game one for the Washington Nationals. Though. Yeah, I will be taking. Yeah, I will be taking. I, I will be taking anybody but Shea Patterson, please. We'll put him in the bullpen for the Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Rob about the Milwaukee Brewers if you want to make him mad. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, I don't want to get into what happened last night. Was... All right. Uh, next up, Oklahoma State traveling to Texas Tech. I think people continue to sleep on Oklahoma State. I don't get it. They're they're four and one. They're only a ten point favorite at Texas Tech, which Texas Tech is not good. I don't know. It, I, I have to remind people every week. This isn't uh, Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech. <laughs> they can't. They're not scoring points like that anymore. I yeah. I'm taking. The, I'm taking the Cowboys too. I think I was impressed last week with them. Uh, yeah, they burned you last I week the when Cats, you took them yeah, against uh, Kansas State. You know. So that that was a good that was a good one for that was a good one for me because I'm I'm all on board. Give me on the. I, I'm making amends to Spencer Sanders uh, and Chuba Hubbard. One of college football uh, media's favorite players, so uh, big shout to him. He's almost got a thousand yards rushing. Did you know that? He has nine hundred and thirty-eight yards rushing in five games. You know that's saying something for a team that throws the ball on every down. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, Next up, game of the week: Auburn traveling to Florida. Oh, baby, Auburn Auburn at three-point favorite on the road. I saw S and P S and P plus picking the Gators, but I think you and I are both taking Auburn, right? Yeah, I, I really don't think it's going to be that close. I think that Florida, I, I think that they're on the right track. They've got some good players. You know, they've got a backup quarterback in there that has not looked consistent or great. <laughs> and, you know, the offense just isn't there yet, I don't think. I think this will be a relatively low scoring game, uh, but I think Auburn will still manage to score 21. Let's, let's say 21-10, Tigers. Yeah, I just think one thing that uh... – one thing that I really saw from watching Florida, especially against Tennessee, was how long Kyle Trask holds the ball. I'm a little worried about Corey, his Corey internal clock. No, well, who, never mind. who did I say? No, never mind. Kyle Trask is is the right name. Corey Trask is a guy that what? I went to elementary school with or something. I was about to say, what did I say? Did I say Corey? No, no, no. Kyle. Yeah, thank you. Uh, big shout to Corey. Anyway, maybe it's his cousin. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think he holds the ball a little too long, and I think he's going to – coming against Auburn and Steve line and realize, wait a minute, I don't have that type of time. I, I know sometimes the games like this where I'm so confident initially I end up being wrong, but uh, yeah, this is the Rob Cassidy pick of the week of the century. So this is the, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. So we both like the Tigers yeah. uh, next up Bowling Green traveling to Notre Dame, Notre Dame, 45 and a half point favorite Bowling Green is one of the worst teams in the country. Uh, and, you know, these Notre Dame games being terrible every week messes up my TV situation because I like to have multiple games on the over the air, and these NBC games have just been awful. So uh, I'm taking Notre Dame, even though that's a huge spread. Yeah, I'll ride with you. I'll take the Irish. I think Cole Komet scores three touchdowns or something. He seems to be coming on a little bit lately. They've been going to the tight end more. I, uh, yeah, Bowling is terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Texas traveling to West Virginia. Now, everything tells me to take Texas, but I'm always nervous about these games at West Virginia. I got burned earlier this year when I picked NC State. Uh, I'm going to take West Virginia to cover that 10.5-point spread. I think it might be just one of these games where Texas starts a little slow. I don't think they lose, but I could see it being a game where West Virginia hangs around. You've got to fly into Pittsburgh, and then you drive down to Morgantown, and then you win by 30 points. I'll take the Longhorns. 
against the team that doesn't, <laughs> against the team that doesn't have any good players. <laughs> they have friend of the show Austin Kendall at playing quarterback. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know that's very encouraging. Give me Tom Herman's punch. All right, uh, Georgia traveling to Tennessee. Georgia twenty four and a half point favorite. Uh, Tennessee having a having a rough week again as video Tennessee having stuff. having a rough three years, <laughs> a rough decade really if yeah. you think about it. Uh, video surfaced this week of uh, Jeremy Banks, who's a linebacker, uh, getting arrested over like an outstanding warrant, and you know the video was not very flattering. When you're on TMZ, it's kind of like a Bob Lee situation. When Bob Lee's talking about you, it's never good. <laughs> so when, when TMZ's talking about you or you're on outside the lines, it's probably not good. We had a, a Banks, you know, say some stuff to the cops, get in trouble. And then the, the odd part was the video that came out of Jeremy Pruitt talking to the cops, which did, did you find it odd that the cops, I wish this is another thing we would be great for Lackford. I found it odd that the cops let him let the, let Jeremy call Jeremy Banks called Jeremy Pruitt. Didn't you think that was odd? Yeah, that is a little bit weird. I mean, if you're arresting somebody, I, I don't know what calling the coach really accomplishes. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a mess over there. And then, <laughs> I mean, and then he goes on to kind of mock the cops, right? I'm always for mocking the cops, so I, I kind of applaud Jeremy Pruitt here. But you know, it's 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 not a good look, probably as far as normal people are concerned. One of the things I found odd about it, though, that was. Uh, was was when he said, "You're arresting him just because he has a warrant." <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's kind of how this know, works. It's called an arrest a warrant, of, right? The cops take your license when they pull over anybody. They take your license. They go type it into their computer. I mean, and then because you can't pull someone over and be like, oh, "This guy's got an active warrant," and be like, "Nah, eh, he seemed like a nice guy. I'm just gonna let him go." Well, I mean, this is this is we always joke about, or I always joke about on this podcast that the greatest rivalry in college football is is football players and traffic tickets because they're constantly getting arrested for not paying them. Like, I, I bet half the arrests of college football players are outstanding traffic ticket related. So yeah, this yeah, happens I, all the time. So for Pruitt to act shocked that they're arresting a guy for having a warrant is really, you know. <laughs> I've been. What did he say? I've been in a lot of places. This never happens. Yeah, he he said. Uh, Sorry, get that. I got it. <laughs> he, he said. Uh, he said he's been. Yeah, this this doesn't happen at other places. And I'm like, eh, I mean, if, if I feel like Georgia's had a lot of. We talked about it in the off season where Lackford went through charge by charge. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I think if I think if he didn't have the warrant, we would have never heard about this. It's like so he would have got a ticket for doing a U-turn. You know, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, the video is not flattering. Uh, and yeah, he didn't play last week, so I think he was suspended. They just didn't announce it. But uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 not looking good. So I'm going to take Georgia minus twenty four and a half. Uh, when I was on the phone with Tony Ballard last night, noted QB guru, he picked. He he said. He was, we were talking. He goes, you know what? I think Tennessee's going to win. I said, okay, Tony. I said, can I put that out on Twitter that you picked them? And he said, no, don't do that. Yeah, so real confident. Uh, I will take Georgia too, although I really don't want to because it feels like picking against Tennessee this week is picking with the cops, and I don't want to pick with the cops. But I just don't see I just don't see a situation in which this game is close. Tennessee has looked like one of the worst Power 5 teams there is outside this side of Rutgers, Kansas. Um, they're probably in that second tier from the bottom. I just think they're going to get their doors blown off. What's crazy is I was listening to a podcast, and people keep talking about last year's. Remember last year's Tennessee game was a game when Jeremy Pruitt cried? Do you remember that? Afterwards, from the team's effort, he was so proud. Oh, yeah. It was like a, was it a close game or something? 
Well, that's what I kept thinking. And then I looked up the score and it was 38 to 12. <laughs> like, they didn't quit. Right. I get it that they didn't quit. And then they won the next week at Auburn. So you say, okay, maybe they did carry some over. But I mean, I, I just was like, I was kind of baffled at like people were looking at this like it was the best game of the century. It's like, guys, they lost by 26 points, you know? So, um, I'll be curious to see how it plays out. It's a big number, especially being at Tennessee, but I think there's going to be a lot of Georgia fans there. I really don't like that we're on the same side on all these picks. I mean, it seems like we've gone against each other like three times. Let's, let's keep it. We're early. Uh, Michigan State traveling to Ohio State. Ohio State a 20-point favorite, which is a big number against Michigan State's defense. But Give me, give me the butt, guys. Yeah, we're both going to Ohio State. Can you believe Michigan State's in the top 25? I, I must not pay enough attention to them because it seems like they lose every week. <laughs> I'm sure they don't, but it just seems like whenever they catch my eye, they're losing or have lost. They only lost to Arizona State. They they they, so they played have one a lot loss, of- yet it seems like they've lost every week. Yeah, they, they definitely played some sluggish games uh, where they're they're tough to watch. So that's probably why you you felt like you were losing watching them. Um, Tulsa traveling to SMU. SMU five and zero and number twenty four in the country. Transfer you. They got like thirty transfers on a team. Yeah, give me, give me SMU. Yeah, I'm gonna take SMU t- too. Tulsa's not bad though. I think Tulsa could score some points. So over under here is sixty three, which uh, I find uh, intriguing. So I would, uh, I would pay attention to that one. Next up, Cal traveling to Oregon. This game lost a lot of luster because Cal's quarterback got knocked out last week. He fell, he fell really awkwardly. Looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. They're going to start. Uh, Devon Modster, who transferred from UCLA, and Oregon is an 18-point favorite. To me, that's a pretty big number just because of how conservative and vanilla Oregon's offense has looked. But I think at home, they probably try to run it up and try to keep getting uh, Herbert his stats. He hasn't he hasn't thrown an interception this year. Did you know that? I did not know that. I watched Cal last week. <laughs> um, it was not not an inspiring performance. I'll, uh, well, Oregon tends to crap the bed in these kind of games. You know, for the sake of being different, I'm going to take the. I'll take monsters. I'll take the backup quarterback. In the <laughs> I could see Oregon starting. I could see this game being. I mean, the way Oregon's offense looked against Stanford, and you know, we had the whole reporters arguing on Twitter. These guys aren't. These guys don't think it was a boring game. Like the players celebrating. It's like, well, yeah. They, who cares what they think? Yeah, they were playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, they're a weird. I'll tell you what, you can go watch a, a five year old T ball game, and, you know, the people playing don't think it's boring. I <laughs> right. all the parents watching hate it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Washington traveling to Stanford, Washington, a 16 point favorite. I'm not sure what Stanford's going to do at quarterback. I can tell you, with Davis Mills playing, they have looked considerably better. I think, you know, I know that uh, KJ Costello is viewed as like a potential first round pick coming into the year, but. He doesn't look right to me. I would stick with Mills, uh, but Washington's a 16-point favorite. I'm going to – on the road, I'm going to take it because they don't have – I mean, Stanford has no home field advantage, and all the f- stands are basically empty every game. So My, my uh, favorite – have we talked about this on here before, the pic- the classic picture of the people at Stanford doing homework in the stands? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what, it, that's what it's going to look like again. Uh, be a lot of purple there. So what, who you got? You know what? Give me the Cardinal. They've got some talent there. I, yeah, I'll take Stanford. 
I like Mills. If Mills plays, I'd probably take Stanford, but I don't know. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, Boise State traveling to UNLV. I noticed your your friend of the show, Tony Sanchez, has been under a little bit of fire. He got the old dreaded vote of confidence this week. Did yeah, it's been, it's been a tough go for him. He's got the support of the alumni base, though. He's very good friends with uh, the Fertitas, who used to own the UFC and own Station Casinos. Uh, so, you know, he's probably gotten a little bit more leeway than he would have <laughs> in other right. cases because of that. Um, he's kind of rallied the donor base there. They're not very good. I think he's a good coach. Uh, I just think you have some built-in hurdles at UNLV. Uh, you go first on this one because I'm kind of torn. I'm going to take UNLV. It's 23 points. It's a huge number to me. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to uh, – I'm going to go ahead and take him just because – that's a big number at home. And, and it's not like Boise state has blown anybody out so far this year. I mean, you look at them, they, they beat Marshall 14 to seven last week. It was an air force 30 to 19 games. So the only team they blew out was Portland state. So I think UNLV keeps it close. Yeah. I'll ride with Sanchez as well. A friend of the show here. Uh, well, wait till Eric winter finds out that you picked them. <laughs> It'd be in big trouble. Uh, all right, let's, let's roll through some, uh, some other topics while we got time here. Uh, boy, my Twitter feed has just been ruined for the last two or three days by this uh, name and likeness uh, bill passing in in uh, California, including uh, Mike Farrell suggesting that the governor sign the bill to make Le- impress LeBron. Is that what he said? I sure. <laughs> he said, "Hold on, let's pull up the tweet." Uh, tweet from Mike. Let's see. Boy, he tweets a lot. Anyone think the California governor was just trying to impress King James? No, I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, I would not say that. I would not say that a, that an elected official is governing based on the whims of a professional basketball player. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so, sorry, Mike, we disagree with you on that one. Um, he did sign it on a TV show, which was clear he was using it to his advantage. Look, yeah, he's definitely trying to curry public. I mean, he sees that where public opinion is shifting, right? Anybody that's paying attention at all has has noticed that there are very few people out there that uh, don't want these kids to get paid somehow. So, you know, if you see the winds of change blowing, you get out in front of them, that can score you some political points. So what, one thing that's, I mean, the, the way, the argument that's been going on online this week has been, oh, this is going to, you know, make the rich get richer. It's like, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, boosters are going to find out real fast <laughs> that like you can only make investments in certain players and going out, it's not feasible to go out and pay multiple recruit, you know, 20 recruits, $200,000 each. Well, here's the the other thing is, is that true? Like, you know, schools that aren't blue blood football programs have awesome. Imagine if T Boone Pickens was alive. Right. Like, you know, Oklahoma State's never won a national championship. If the, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I feel like people think that this is going to benefit just Alabama and Clemson and Auburn and these schools that have won titles before. But these small schools have rich donors. Think about Wichita State basketball. Their biggest donors are the Koch brothers. They have more money than God. Right. If this passes nationwide and Wichita and, and the Koch brothers, as awful as they are, decide that they want Wichita State basketball to be awesome, guess what? Guess who's winning the national championship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Right. Every school has big donors. Like that's the that's the dumb part. Now, do you think that, especially at some schools, like I don't think a lot of these 
big boosters don't necessarily want the liability of getting caught up in like a scandal if they were to get caught. But if it's legal to become to, to hire someone to endorse your product, it's much easier. I also think that like, I also think it's a little bit of a misnomer that like, you know, a lot of these, I mean, some deals are going to be brokered up front, but a lot of them are going to be a situation where the kid signs and then they can figure out from there. You know, yeah, or like, uh, you know, like a long snapper has a quirky moment in a game. And, you know, the local car dealership wants to pay the long snapper $300 a week or whatever. You're going to see some of that, too. And I tweeted about this. and I'm hoping it happens is where especially early on some of these boosters, these losers that own car dealerships in the local cities and advertise on TV, give the kids cars in exchange for advertising on television. And then the kid transfers and does the deal again and somehow ends his college career with like three cars from oh, yeah. different cities. That's what I'm hoping happens. Right. That, is that somebody's just got, you know, I've got three Honda Civics. Well, I, I always love the unintended consequences that come out of these things. Like the four game redshirt rule. Nobody thought it was going to lead to all these kids transferring and sitting out seasons and stuff. Nobody saw that coming. And this was co- college coaches were f- all for the redshirt idea. Now they all complain about it. So it, it makes me happy when unintended consequences come into play. And I think that's definitely going to happen here. I do think that people like, I just, like I saw a quote the other night from Gene Smith and it was like, this is just going to make the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Texases be even better. I'm like, well, there's only one of each of those. Schools. There's not multiple Texases, you know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's only one. So, and then the other well, thing think about all the awesome local commercials we're going to get it. We're going to get like, the you know the Ole Miss offensive line sitting down at a burger place pretending to eat crappy hamburgers. Yes, <laughs> shot on like a cell phone. I'm really excited about that. Right, that's going to be the good thing. It's going to be funny local commercials. There's going to be so many social media deals cut. The thing is, like a lot of these college volleyball and softball players, I mean, they have upwards of twenty five, thirty, fifty thousand followers. So yeah, so they can get they're going to get money too, right? You know? That's the thing that people keep. It's only going to benefit two or three players, the quarterbacks. You want you want to talk about yoga pants and skincare lines? They're going to be eaten, right? Exactly. Oh man, try my protein tummy, tummy, t- tummy, t- whatever. I'm trying to think of the one that uh, my friend uh, Dondria does. It's like flat tummy something, and she, you know, everyone's getting paid. What, what about like these? And I haven't been on Facebook for a while, so I don't know if it's still going on. These like pyramid schemes that like like stay at home moms were hawking. What's going to stop these these people from using their their social profile to to hawk you know whatever it is eyelashes or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope nothing. I hope it's a free for all. Yeah, I hope everybody gets paid. Right, yeah. that's the thing. Is like the, the I keep seeing so many arguments about like, well, Oregon Phil Knight's just going to pay every kid a five hundred grand, and it's like no, he's not because Nike has deals with like you know a hundred different schools. <laughs> yeah, make a lot of people mad. Right, it's not how it works. Like you know, I'm sorry that people are definitely going to make money, but like we said, the return on investment for some of these people is going to be super disappointing, and it's going to lead to guys being like, "Look, I can't be out paying every recruit hundreds of thousands of dollars." Yeah, it's going to be real funny, and you know it's going to happen. We're like, "What's that kid's name from Friedman's region that with Alabama Alfano?" Yeah, right. when he takes like a when somebody like that takes like a million dollars from somebody and then just runs away, right? <laughs> Because his grandma died or something. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Right. People just vanish. I mean, we talked about how hard it is when a kid says he's committing at a certain time or day 
for them to actually follow through? I mean, what do you think is going to happen with these advertisements? It's going to be Florida, Florida State Booster car dealership. It's giving Malik Henry a car for doing five commercials. <laughs> and he gets kicked out of school. Right. He never plays. Yeah, exactly. So he's at Nevada. He gets he probably gets a car from a Nevada car dealership. I'm excited about this. All right. So. Uh, we're all for it. I do think I, I do think it's going to have an impact on our business. I'll be curious to see. the The problem is how do the high school, how do the high school associations govern it? Are they going to let kids do it, or are they going to make kids ineligible? You know, like because that that's one thing. I mean, recruits theoretically could sell their own recruiting information if they want. Yeah, absolutely. A Patreon situation. They have to be. They have to be. They have to be organized enough to get it out there. You know, it's <laughs> people don't understand. Most of our jobs is just sifting through crap, right? Like I could talk to a kid and him being like, "Yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna visit Clemson next week," and then you could talk to him an hour later and he'll forget he said that. <laughs> so it's it's you know it's, hey, it's a pain. you like Clemson, sir? <laughs> sir, what? Which coach recruiting you, sir? Yeah, which coach is? Re- I'm mean, gonna have a great relationship with the coaches. Which coach you talk to? Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. Let me look at my phone. They always look at their phone like there's going to be an answer. <laughs> and there's no answer because I think they get like a little embarrassed that they lied to you. And they're like, just like they're sifting through their notes app. <laughs> like the coach's name is going to be in there. That's not it. I always tell them, look, I don't care. I can look it up. Just tell me what position. Yeah, that's what I say. You just tell me what position and we'll move on. All right. So next up, uh, Mike Leach, a boy, friend of the show, rapidly becoming an enemy of the people. Um, calls uh, what, what was the exact quote? Fat, entitled. Uh, I lost it. Did, did you do you remember his exact quote? What he called? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he said they sit in their rooms, fat and entitled. <laughs> I don't know. The point is this, and I'm going to go against the Rob Cassidy grain here because you know Leach is my guy. I kind of think it's okay to blame the players a little bit. Like, do I think you should toss all the blame on your team when they don't play well? No, especially not if they're paid. But we're getting to the point where it's like you can't criticize an athlete professional or otherwise anymore or else you're the bad guy. You know, it's okay. If your team played bad, I think it's okay to say they didn't execute. They didn't play bad. I, I, I really, you know, it's not, (laughs) I don't think he's attacking them and I don't think that his words are, I don't think he was literally calling them fat. I don't think this is fat shaming. I think this is him saying that they got a little bit high on themselves and read press clippings with, which happens. And I think, the reason we like Mike Leach is because Mike Leach says what's on his mind. It doesn't give you all these cliches. And if that's what's on his mind, let him say it. And if the players don't like it, they can transfer. That's how this works. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think when he said fat, it's kind of like an express, like fat and happy or whatever. I don't think it, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was actually talking about their waist. Right. I mean, like, hey, these guys are overweight. Um, and it'll be interesting to see on that TV show that, you know, they have that that they have an episode of that hard knock style show on, uh, on HBO coming up. Um, so I don't know. We'll get a look behind the curtain there. I have the, the audio, but we don't need, what did he call him? Fat. Um, well, if you remember when he's at Texas tech and he went on that fat little girlfriends, rant, that didn't land him in any hot water. Yeah. I mean, this is, you take what you get. I mean, if you're going to laugh at the things Leach says when he talks about mascot fights and stuff, this is kind of the other side of that coin. And if our the whole bit is going to be, oh, Mike Leach is crazy. You never know what he's going to say. Uh, then you got to take some of this with that, I think. This is just you know kind of who you got when you hire them. Right, exactly. You know, you, you take the good, you take the bad. Um, moving on, uh, I want to talk about Clemson and how bad Trevor Lawrence is. <laughs> have you uh, – this seems to be getting worse every week. Now, how much have you had a chance to watch Clemson play? 
I don't watch mediocre, crappy quarterbacks. No, I really have not seen a single snap of Clemson football this year. So what I find odd – I have read the Trevor Lawrence sucks things. What, what I found odd about it is he's had five – he hasn't thrown an interception the past two games. But for some reason every week it's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence still has five interceptions. It's like, okay, well, at what point do we say uh, – he, he he hasn't thrown an interception, you know, in his last you know fifty pass attempts or something. I I I, I do think Clemson is sleepwalking through a lot of these games, and Lackford and I were watching, and I was like, well, you know, these just they don't look that engaged. And I, I it's always hard to repeat. We see this in the NBA. I mean, we saw Steve Kerr talk about it with the Warriors. Like it's hard for guys to get up for this, especially after they had a run like they did last year. Um, so. I do think there's a little hangover. He's completing less of his passes. You know, he has less touchdowns. But I also think, like, comparing him to Tua, especially when in the Charlotte game he threw nine passes. Like, Alabama's clearly leaving Tua in and letting him put up numbers. You know, like the way their offense is. So I do think we're going to have some Trev's revenge here. Um, and I, I'll be curious to see when it comes. And maybe it's against Florida State. They got, they got two weeks off before they play the Knolls. Uh, or they have this week off, I mean, so they have a two-week to prep. I think it could be Florida State that, that ends up getting the wrath, of, especially about all this criticism and Clemson dropping for number one and all of that. Now, I still think he's the best football player in college football. I, you know, people, you know, it's a small sample size, right? He had, so like you said, he hasn't thrown an interception in in two weeks, right? So that puts, he had three less than like three bad for Trevor Lawrence games in a sample size of a season and a half, maybe even just a full season. Cause he didn't start a lot of games last year. So basically the kid took over a job as a true freshman, won the national championship and had three bad games. And now we're, <laughs> it's uh, what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence. You know, I don't, well, I don't and know. not only that, I've heard some people say, I oh, knew this last year that, you know, threw a lot of 50, 50 balls. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, if you want to get behind the Trevor Lawrence sucks bandwagon, which existed in high school too, do you remember that? I don't remember the Trevor Lawrence sucks bandwagon, but I remember people saying that Jaron Williams. Yeah, Jaron Williams. Oh, Jaron Williams is better than him at the opening. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, better than him at the Army Bowl. So, yeah. Well, I, it, One of my favorite fan things is if – all right, let's – and I'm not criticizing Miami fans here because every fan base does this, but let's use the Jaron Williams thing as an example. Jaron Williams is better than Trevor Lawrence at the opening, and they think that Jaron Williams should be ranked higher. He's clearly better. Now, if that works the other way, and Trevor Lawrence is better than whoever at the opening it's, it becomes, well, that's a t-shirt camp and not real football. It's only not real football when when the outcome doesn't <laughs> suit your agenda. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, the opening is fu- is great way to evaluate someone if the player you like does well, but if he doesn't, it's underwear Olympics. Then it's t-shirt camp. Underwear Olympics. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, well, we talked about Jalen Hurts working out on camera, which I was mad about. Uh, did, did you want to talk about Deshaun Watson? Uh, he just answered a question at a press conference. <laughs> no, dude, he pwned the reporter. <laughs> do, you, do you remember people used to say that? Yeah. I don't really have a take on this other than it's – there's a divide between football guys and – fans of football, I guess, where football guys have convinced themselves that fans really want to know about the cover four defense when fans, most casual fans do not care. 
Like they could care less about learning the difference between a cover two and a cover four. They just want to watch the games and be left alone and have a beer and have, you know, it's, but <laughs> there's this other side of the universe with football guys, trademark pending <laughs> that think that that's what we're after. Right. So like that, that people that watch football really want to be informed about defenses and schemes and pre-snap formations. And when in reality, they most fans that I know do not care about. Right, that. exactly. And so wh- the, the way this story broke down was first it was, the, okay, the guy asked the questions because the way it works in some of these press conferences uh, is a quarterback will say something like, you know, we just weren't able to get the ball down the field, blah, 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 right? So then the reporter follows up with, you know, was it something about their coverage that wasn't allowing you to, to, to get the ball down the field? And then Deshaun Watson comes back with this question kind of explaining – or over-explaining, which was, right, a, was a great answer. answer. Now, uh, another thing people think, and I heard this on another podcast, people think that sometimes the only job of a reporter is to get a quote, where sometimes you need to understand, you're trying to gain an understanding so you can pass it along to fans in a more packageable, uh, you know, product, yeah. rather than just saying, you know, oh, the two safeties are hanging deep, the mic's taking everything over the middle. <laughs> it's like, you can't write that in a, you can't write that for some, because like you said, nobody wants to read it. So, so number, except for these crazy football, like there are the crazy football coach or wannabe football coaches out there that think that reporters are doing their job for them when they aren't the people that need the reporters, you know, right? Like the people that need the reporters to package information are not the wannabe and right, football coaches. Exactly. So <laughs> that's been the biggest disconnect right now among, among, like the way the story played out. So first it was, he pwned the reporter. Then it was reporters saying, no, we didn't. This is a good answer. This is what we want as reporters. Then it was football players saying that was barely, even. he barely said anything. That's the most basic thing ever. Then it was football guys saying, wow, really shows how fans know nothing about football. If they think this is a good answer. It's like, This is why Twitter is the worst. I mean, it is just the worst place on the world. I, uh, God, I'm I, depressed. Look, I love Deshaun Watson. He's a great guy. He was frustrated after the loss, and he gave a good answer saying, look, this is why we were bottled up. This is what this is exactly what happened. And then, you know, people say, that's pretty simplistic. If you, if you think that's advanced, I'd hate to see you break down a cover two. It's like – <laughs> I'm not going to do that. you like, I'm not going to break. That's literally not my job right. to do that. Uh, actually, you know, Jacob Phillips has, had sent me, asking me a question about what his grade was on pro football focus, right? He said, what was my pro yeah. football? Like, he plays for LSU. He said, what was my pro football focus grade this week? And I sent it back to him and, and it was, it wasn't a very good grade. And uh, he was mad about it. He said, he said, they said, why is my coverage grade so low? And I pulled up the play that it said uh, that that he it said you gave up a thirty yard catch to the t to the tight end, and then he goes on a Deshaun Watson esque rant where he says we were in a fifty one defense, which is zero coverage, and then he goes on from there. Yeah, I gotta be like, man, I gotta stop you right there. And right. Say, I don't care. I didn't do the grade. Right. I didn't. Uh, I, here's one of our favorite football coaches here, and I say that non-ironically because we do like him. He quote tweets the the Sean Watson video <laughs> tweets. Scribble that all on your Steno. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah, you got Like good. when I covered hockey, 
I mean, I knew nothing about, and that was the other thing. It's like, this shows how little people know, people who are covering know about the game. It's like, we're here to tell stories about people. We're not here to write like, anal- you know, that, that's another thing that people get confused about. It's the, the other thing they need to know is, you know, we have software that tracks clicks. If you see the clicks, the difference between like a human interest story or a story with, you know, some kind of hard news value as composed to so-and-so breaks down the 3-4 defense. <laughs> it's not even close. Like 30 people will read some X's and O's. Right. Uh, meanwhile, it's, it's you know other things have broader appeal, and our job is to bring eyeballs to the site, not to educate people on you know what Mike linebackers are supposed to do in zero. So when I covered hockey, I had never seen a hockey game before in my life, like start to finish. When I started covering hockey, and so what I would do is I would ask the coaches and play, and I would sit up, I would sit up in the press box with this guy Don Owry, which if you're a hockey fan, I guess you would know him. He played with those great teams on the Boston Bruins in like the seventies with uh, what's the famous hockey guy from the Bruins. Ray, Ray Porter. Yeah, maybe him. Bobby, Bobby Orr. Orr. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So he played with Bobby Orr. He was on all those teams. What's this guy's His name, name is Don Owry. A, I think it's a W R Y hockey. Oh, a W uh, a W R E Y 979 games in the national hockey league. Okay. Hope Don's still alive. I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, uh, hold on, I got Wikipedia right here. I'll let you know. It looks like he is very much still alive. Look at it, look at how many years he played. Hey, he lives in Naples. Yeah, he still lives yeah, so, in Naples. So Don would sit up there in the press box because he would keep track of. Uh, he would keep his nickname was Elbows, also, which <laughs> tells you what kind of guy he was as a defenseman. Um, so anyway. He would sit up there at these hockey games and he would track quality shots or whatever. And then I would just ask him like, I mean, I would sit there after every period I'd go over in the break and I'd be like, so Don, I would just ask like an open-ended question. Like, what, what do you think? How they look tonight? And it could be a game where they were winning two to nothing. And he would explain to me, he would explain to me why they were going to lose the game probably, or they should be losing. And he would go over everything with me. And that's how I learned that's how I learned about hockey from him. Now I, I wasn't, you know, Don wasn't like, you're an idiot. You know, nothing about hockey, <laughs> you know, uh, which he probably, he probably knew I knew nothing about hockey. So hold on, wait a minute. When your boy Don was a kid, he had a back condition and had to have an operation with only gave him a 50% chance to ever walk again. Uh, and then he walked and then he, became yeah, he, an he, he was a dog. Now let me tell you something. No kidding. We're talking about a dog. Oh, what is it? It says here that, uh, a, a defensive defenseman, which tells you really something, known for his superb, <laughs> this, is, this is stopping just short of saying right, known for right? his superb shot blocking and bone jarring body checks. So Don was like one of those like Don was a real like Clint Eastwood type, where to where like you wouldn't want to fight him, you know, like now. I got a fighting. I got a video of him fighting right here. <laughs> oh, and he's wearing. Of course, they're wearing no helmets, and he's just. Pounding this guy's face in. <laughs> oh man, Don. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is bad but anyway, but keep in mind, Don is Google our boy Don. But my point was, I would go to him and I would ask him to explain stuff to me. And I, as a reporter, because I wanted to learn more before, you know, when I was asking questions and how to, to give things to the audience. So that's all that our reporters doing. And the fact that what really pisses me off about this story 
and this, this is this is an old man get off my lawn situation. The guy who said Deshaun Watson one reporter zero works for Action Network. Like he fancies himself to be, you know, in the eyes of the public is some type of journalist, right? But it's clear, you know, I, I don't know uh, our boy Mike Randall. I don't know his background, but the fact that 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 he as a journalist is is advertising that this was a, you know, a, an owning it makes me well it's another twitter thing like you know somebody always has to own somebody it's always somebody gets yeah exactly else, but cares. but you might get out and go cover some people get out from behind your desk go to, into a locker room and ask people questions after games and then get back to me you know like do, do you know how it's intimidating it was when i was like 21 years old and i'd go interview dwight howard or whoever after a game and you'd have you'd be so worried that you're going to ask like doc river doc rivers used to roast me on like a regular occasion when i was in college covering the magic and he i would be like uh yeah doc and i'd start to ask a question he'd be like oh woody's middle school was allowed to come to the <laughs> come to the game tonight <laughs> like he would rarely let me ask a question. Imagine how many times Doc Rivers would. I would have been famous for Doc Rivers dunks on young reporter. Uh, yeah, 21-year-old kid that just wants to, you know, be back home. Right, exactly. So anyway, uh, think about it. If Mike, if you want to go interview some people with me, I'd be glad to take you out somewhere to get dunked on. So uh, anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, time for Tweet of the Week. Boy, it was a busy week on on Twitter. I, I actually was get, I was getting mad. Our, our friend, I almost asked Andy Staples to come on the show because he was really going he was really going round and round with these anti uh, the people against the uh, the pay for player. Yeah, Andy had time this week. Didn't he? Oh my god, he had all the time in the world. I was like, Andy, please. Yeah, it's my, it's my, it remains my favorite. Well, but and I understand. I get into some of those arguments too. Sometimes it can happen where it snowballs on you, and you feel like you can't stop. But yeah, I saw him doing it. The, too. Be- the best was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was just going round and round. And a lot of times, the people he's arguing with, it doesn't show up as for the tweet for me. And I look at it because it's somebody I already blocked. <laughs> like, this shows who we're interacting with. So, so a couple of tweets. I got this one for you specifically, Rob. Uh, Stephen Godfrey from Banner Society, which I guess is what SB Nation calls it. Yeah, yeah, it used to be every day should be Saturday. So he says, uh, I guess Jeremy Banks went with we shoot at cops at Memphis because he knows barbecue isn't good enough to brag about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the thing is, talking crap on somebody's barbecue on Twitter will be met with more of an affront than shooting at cops for sure. So – I've never been like a Memphis. Yeah, I'm not a huge like barbecue aficionado like yourself. But when I go to Memphis, I go get like fried chicken and stuff like that. I don't think of Memphis as a barbecue city personally. I kind of like the sauce that they. It's like a vinegar based sauce. I think down there. I think they use the North. What is it? North Carolina style. I could be wrong. I've never been to Memphis. Yeah. Um, come on down. The closest I've ever come. The closest I've ever come is Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, very uh, not much different. Um, I had. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed people thinking that you were from the same hometown as Lincoln Riley when I said it was from Mule. Oh, oh from yeah, Muling yeah. or something. <laughs> Mule Town. <laughs> um, let's see. I had uh, I had one more. Where did I? I lose it. Oh, here we go. Okay, so Jeff Schwartz. Speaking of football guys, he goes. He's another one that always has time for these people on Twitter. 
So yeah, he played in the NFL for a while. Um, and he gets into an argument some with people uh, about the Browns, I guess. I guess people think he hates the Browns. You know how everyone thinks you hate your team and whatnot. So, so this guy replies to him and says, Hi, I'm Jeff, an injury-prone OL who never lasted more than two years for any team. I played a full NFL season once, and I haven't even started in 40 games. The most memorable thing about me is my brother is a quality tackle. You should really trust my opinions. No one cares, Jeff. <laughs> that was Andre M. He got Jeff big time, right? And uh, this is what I really enjoyed this. I wish I was allowed to do this on Twitter. I'm not allowed to. He says, wow, Andre, what a burn, dude. You got me, bud. I only played eight years in the NFL and left the game a multimillionaire. What a, what a <laughs> failure I was. I'm ashamed. I'll go pace around my mansion now to relax. Hope it makes me feel better. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. I really love people, you know, throwing around their uh, wealth uh, on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed that. So, uh, moving on, time for rants and recommendations. You got anything? No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, other than the way that that Brewers Nationals game went down and cost us money last night. Other than that, I, I'm good. <laughs> Did uh, have you watched Righteous Gemstones yet? I have not. I've not had time, but now that baseball season is over, I'll be able to lean into more. Yes, action. I continue to recommend that. Now I got a couple complaints. Since we got, well, I don't have much time. I got one time. Okay, so Purdue this week did the thing where they wear the uniforms where they all say Purdue on the back, and yep. Army continues to do it as well. And I, I cannot tell you how much I dislike teams that don't put names on the back of the jerseys because they go, "Where do play for the name on the front, not the name on the back?" It's like, nah, I play for the name on the back. Okay, so my biggest complaint is about Army. Okay, so uh, Rob, have you ever had anyone in your family that was in the Army? My grandfather was in the Air Force, but that's as close as it. Uh, Actually, well, I I guess my stepbrother was also in the Air Force, but he didn't see any active combat. He just drove a motorcycle through a wall and it was got dishonorably discharged. (laughs) So so when people are in the Army or any type of uh, thing and they put their uniform on they have on the front they got all their little badges or you know honors and what do they have a big patch with their name on it right on the front of the jersey hey sergeant rivera i like that you just called like a army fatigue jersey <laughs> <Sorry>. uniform <laughs> we're, we're wearing our alternates in world war three this year the all blacks the united states all black i would love it if the real army came out and announced alternate uniforms for different wars but wouldn't it be great yeah Anyway, every single one of them has their name on the front. Every single one. So why does the Army football team not have their names on their jerseys? Does the back of it say like some like buzzword like valor or bomb? Some, or something? Sometimes it'll say <laughs> like, yeah, it'll say, uh, they'll all say Army on the back because I'll make the joke to myself. Man, it's crazy. Army recruited an entire team of guys with the last name Army, you know. Um but does that make sense to you? So if you're if you go to the army or the naval academy or whatever, when you put your uniform on on a weekly basis, it has your name on the front, and then when you play games in a uniform on Saturday, it doesn't have your name anywhere on there. No, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But right. take that army. Uh, we loved it. What's your ideal alternate army fatigue? What's- all black <laughs> murdered out Matt black. I would like to, I would like Matt black, like Matt black Hummers and stuff like that. I do like, I'd like, 
all matte black army fatigue with a gold old style like throwback uh you know like vietnam era helmet you could wear the, the throwback uniform for the next world i'll tell you year. what we need to discuss the canteen situation uh when we get off this call so uh that wraps it up for us i do have another rant i'll save it for next week because uh we gotta go but uh please tell a friend leave us a review uh lackford lackford's begging to come on the show we can we continue to have audio editing issues that ruin my week every week. That's why we recorded it a week early today. So uh, I know uh, Corey Gibson. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still sitting here thinking about wearing the 1812 throwback. <laughs> <Yeah>, throw- <laughs> Throwbacks would be great. The war. By the way, did I tell you I used that war of 1812 joke you sent me on someone else? Which one? You sent- oh, the one where the London people were. Yeah. So I had a football guy from England get in my mentions because our friend uh, Safid Dean at the paper down in the cover who covers the dolphins down in South Florida tweeted out his mock draft for next year. And I replied saying, Oh, what a bunch of Homer picks. And I I had a football draft guy from England say, boy, imagine thinking CJ Henderson at pick 89 is a Homer pick. And I told him congrats on the Now I hit him with the look. If, I'll leave the football to me. If I if I need any tips on how to lose the war of eighteen twelve, I'll I'll hit you up. <laughs> so so anyway, and the guy actually took it. Uh, he didn't get mad, which I was happy about. So um, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back. Uh, I think Blackford and I will probably do a wrap up show on Sunday. So uh, be on the lookout for that and uh, leave us a review. We still have not gotten any reviews this football season. Sad. So uh, if you do that for us, tell a friend. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Mm -hmm.